Hi, this is Tabby. I'm in Illinois. And this is Kaylin from Florida. And this is the Tabby and Kaylin podcast. We've been best friends for about 20 years and have been successfully keeping it going since Kaylin moved to Florida about three years ago. Since COVID-19 has everybody stuck inside, we figured we'd record our conversations for anybody wanting to listen. Enjoy! Hey guys, it's Kaylin and Tabby once again. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm doing afraid, really like, good. Always, <laughs> I'm always like afraid, like at that very beginning, like, oh my god, she's off. Something happened. Something bad happened. <laughs> she's gone. Um, she left. She left forever. I heard it. No. <laughs> um, but uh, so this podcast, as you can tell by the description, is about the show The Office. Um, this is something that I recently got into when I moved down here to Florida because Tabby, Tabby always tried to get me into it. And Tabby is like a straight up office connoisseur. Like if she wasn't <laughs> watching like the Simpsons, she was watching the fucking office. Yes. And I'm like, I'm so mad at myself that like, it took me forever to watch it, but I'm so glad I got to realize that this was the first time I was watching a show all the way through and realized how good it was to continue to rewatch it. Like me and my boyfriend are doing now. Yeah. I, uh, I started watching the, the night it aired, like the night it aired. I remember, uh, watching the commercials, like, over and over and over again. And I remember loving Steve Carell because of, I want to say, Anchorman. Um, so I was like, I know that guy, you know? And I was like, and it was the first show that I ever, like, was like, I have to keep watching this. I have to keep watching. And my entire family was into it. Like, I remember seeing the promos for the the stapler in the Jello, and <laughs> And I was like, I have to know what this show is. And... I think we were like in in town or whatever, and uh, we had finally got back to our place. And I turned on my little TV in my bedroom, and it had like started like five minutes before, and I was like right on it. And I sat there and I watched it like a drug, <laughs> and I haven't <laughs> stopped since. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, towards the later seasons, I didn't try and I just waited till like kind of all came out, and then I binged the last of it. But yeah, I've. <sighs> I, I like that I was there for the very beginning. It's kind of cool to be able to say. And and I think too, like even like even shows that like I've watched from like the very beginning. Because at one point in time, um, I think that um, watching it from the very beginning, I think you get a whole other perspective of it. You know, instead of just binge watching it on Netflix, it's it's a whole different world. Yeah, you you can really like it, it was fun to watch the characters develop and like nobody knowing you know what was going on. Instead of like for you, like I'm sure a lot of that stuff got ruined for you or you know or you got little sneak peeks of stuff or whatever throughout yeah, the like, years of memes and all that other stuff yeah yeah that and a lot of it came from like I really wanted to start re-watching it because of all the memes like especially like I know that you had thrown a couple like on Facebook and everything and I was like god damn it and like I knew that Jim and maybe we should maybe we should just make a spoiler alert right now like if you have not watched The Office and want to watch it and don't know what's going on Please stop listening to this podcast right now because we're about yeah. to spoil everything. This is going to be um, for like people that either just don't care or have watched The Office as many times as we have. So you got about like 0. 0.2 seconds. We about to ruin it. And we're ruining it. So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew that Jim and Pam got together at some point in time. I just didn't know when. So, you know, the first couple seasons where, you know, it's a Pam and Roy and like, you know, they get, they get, you know, away from each other. And then like Jim and Karen get together. And then like all of a sudden like season four hits and you're like, what the fuck do you mean they're not together? But like Kevin is like 
hardcore onto this shit being like they are together it's bullshit he's like they are together and and then like all of a sudden you see like the camera crew like following pam like in our car and all of a sudden you see jim get in like they kiss each other and you're just like kevin was right yeah kevin was right like (laughs) Uh uh-huh you know what i was thinking the other day about this because actually i'm around that episode like again rewatching it anytime i'm like i don't know what to watch i'm putting the office on or it's always sunny in philadelphia but that's for another time and uh, but yeah i uh i was rewatching that one again and i was thinking around the time i wish there's one thing that we never got to see and it's like the actual first date how awkward was yes. it for those two you know like was it just fall into it was it you know we're just hanging out as friends type like you know because there's all those subtle little things that the camera catches and stuff for us and and we didn't get we have no information on that first date like we know it went well but I I would like where did Jim take her or you know we never got to actually hear or see any of that and I'm I need to know now (laughs) yeah and I think that's a big thing as well um there was shoot there was one other thing that I wanted to talk about and I can't remember what it was oh it was the discussion between when Jim and Pam's first kiss was was it at Chili's during the Dundies or was it (gasps) uh casino night which one was it well, see, okay, because at the Dundies, it was Pam so drunk that she kissed him, and and it was kind of just like a shock to everybody besides Pam, who was just plastered, but because she felt God in that Chili's that night, dude, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, because it's like yeah, because they didn't kiss, she kissed him, so I don't count that That's as fair, her. and and I and I also agree with that too. I actually watched a YouTube video where people were talking about it because the office seems to be in the news recently, like the last couple of weeks, it's been blowing up, and I figured this would be a perfect time to get this podcast up, just because yeah. you know everybody's talking about it and everybody's binge watching it again on Netflix, and I I think I think the Casino Night one, I think that was definitely their first kiss. Yeah, because it was genuine, and the first one. Uh, that I mean that we're not counting, but I mean it, it is like when she kissed him at the Dundies. That was not consensual. Like I mean I know he was fine with it, but like that was like he didn't know that was coming. But casino night, we all knew what was gonna go down. You know. Oh, and the casino night one, dude. That that one just rips my heart apart. Like whenever Roy leaves, you know, leaves her and she's like, I'll just get home, you know? And they're out in the parking lot and Jim is just like, I'm in love with you. Like you shouldn't be with Roy. And she's just like, I can't handle this. Like I, I, you know, I'm engaged to Roy. And he's just like, there's just tears coming down his eyes. And like, you just feel it so hardcore. Every time Uh I rewatch that episode, I'm like, what are you doing, Pam? I mean, I know what happens afterwards, of course, but yeah. No, it's, and, and the fact that, like, you can tell in John Krasinski, who plays Jim, uh, in his face, like, those are, that's a, gen- like, he's genuinely, like, welling up. It's John Krasinski that is upset, and it's, and these are, as scripted as that show is, like, those are genuine emotions, because they've gotten so close in those characters, and I don't know if you've ever heard, and I know we're going to talk about fun stuff later but just since we're talking about it now when they both auditioned uh i think they got to read together and uh i both of them when they got the phone call they were like that they were like uh you you got the part um john krasinski asked did jenna get pam and jenna fisher asked did john get jim like so there was like a spark before the show even began like it's and you can tell it's just they're they're 
when I found out, because when the show started, I was pretty young. Like, I still wasn't like, you know, you think these people are together in real life for a second. And to find oh, yeah. out that they were not, like, infuriated me as, as a young teen. <laughs> It's like, how dare these people, like, they're perfect for each other. <laughs> Come on, look at them. I, I agree. And I don't think, I mean, that whole show, I mean, and we're going to get into some weird parts, you know, and we're going to let our feelings know then. But everybody, at least seasons one through four so far. So I'm rewatching. I'm rewatching again. So I'm on season four. I'm like halfway through season four right now. And all of those characters they just have a place, you know, even seasons mm-hmm. one, one and two, three kind of gets a little haywire, you know, but I mean, even, even after that, even after, um, I can't remember which one Scranton, uh, which one Scranton, uh, merged with, uh, oh, shoot. uh, was it the Connecticut? Yeah, it was Connecticut. But um, they called it. And you know, something. Damn, we should know this. God damn it. I know. <laughs> but but I know that, you know, when we got some of those characters, like some of those characters really had a play in like the rest of the show, you know, and it's so amazing. And and I felt so bad for Karen, like the first time I watched The Office and and this is still season three going into season four. Um, the girl that plays Karen or Karen the character, she at one point in time calls Pam a bitch. And I'm so mad at her that she did that because Pam is not a bitch. Pam is just doing what she needs to do. But also think about you know, the situation that Karen is in right now, like Pam mm-hmm. is like basically telling her feelings for Jim and Karen's just like, what the fuck, you know, Being yeah. like this bitch is a crazy, you know? And, you know, and I think that right there just kind of shows you like how much we rooted for Pam and Jim versus literally anybody else. Yeah. And it sucks. Cause she kind of turns into the villain for a lot of people. And she, and, and if you think about it, she's not, she is just no in, in the most, you know, or in the least an innocent bystander, but is also directly in the middle of this quarrel or whatever of, you know, these two people that just, I don't know, just, just can't find, find the right time. And, you know, and, you know, feelings get hurt. People move away. Life goes on. And then they brought, and then Jim and Karen brought their life back. I think if Karen would have come in, like uh, if, if he would have never actually left and then the branch would have closed and, they would have and Karen would have come over by herself and never met Jim before all this and would have just met him in Scranton. There would have never been a relationship because she would have seen this Pam and Jim thing the way the entire office had already. And she Absolutely. wouldn't have touched it. But she didn't no, know. Not at all. There's, she was completely in the she dark. Had, she had no idea. She had no idea. Like and I can't even remember I can't even remember who told her that Jim had a crush on Pam. Who was that? <sighs> Who was that? Was it uh, was it Phyllis? I'm I'm thinking Phyllis. Oh yeah, because she they were in the lunchroom and Phyllis. He was like, "Well, I'm really glad that Jim, you know, found yeah, somebody." He, He's like, "He was I stuck just... on her for years or something like that." Yep. And then <laughs> Karen made Jim stay up all night and talk about their feelings. <laughs> oh yeah, I also feel bad for Jim in that aspect, but also like Jim can kind of be a dick sometimes. Like when she was just trying to find a place to live and she found one like a block or two away, and he was like, "It's gonna feel like we're living together." It's like that's kind of a dickish thing to say like she found a house she moved with you to like to this new place and she can't buy a house a couple blocks away from you like come on (laughs) or down the road or whatever and i think at one point in time too like i think it's like in that same episode where pam actually tells jim that he is being fucking ridiculous and that like she just moved her entire life over here not only to be with him but for work 
like give her some time, you know, and then, and that's, I really, I really liked Pam at that point in time. Cause it, she was like, you know what, he's with her now and everything is okay. And you know, this is fine. But like, Jim, you're being an asshole. Like that's when she tries to be his friend again and also yep. try to help like their relationship together without being a jealous asshole, you know? Yeah. She's yeah. Extremely like unbiased about it. Like she's just coming from a genuine place of friendship and, an outsider looking into a relationship and she's dealt with her own shit with Roy. Like, I mean, she's, she had a serious relationship that wasn't working out for years, you know, almost married the guy. And so I feel like she had a little bit more, of course, we don't know about Jim's past life before, before the show, but it seemed like she had a little bit more experience in that and could just see that he was in the wrong. Yeah. And I think so too. And I think, I think that's for me, that's what made Pam the best character at that point, at that point in time, just because she was able to be, she's like, yeah, I love him, but she's with him and that's okay. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm not trying to, yeah, I think that that was huge. That was huge for me for Pam. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad she did that because like, although Jim said his feelings for Pam, like he still like stepped aside once she was like, no, I'm picking Roy. And he stepped aside and he left and he went and did his own thing and he wasn't going to be hooked on Pam anymore. He was going to go live his life. And yeah, I think, I think Pam was taking the same road. It's like, well, you know, I hear I am single now, but uh, he's not. So I have to respect that. And I, I love that they had that because instead of just this like rivalry, lovers triangle type shit, like it seems so genuine. And so it was very well thought out and very well written. I think so too. And I think the beach episode for sure, like the, the beach episode where Michael tries to find a replacement for the regional, the, for the regional manager, um, that episode, I really like that episode for Pam as well, because like she walked through the coals, you know, and she came over, she was like, you know, her feet were on fire and she was like, I got to say mm-hmm. something, you know, she's like, I just walked the coal walk. She's like, Michael, you couldn't even do that. Maybe she's like, maybe I should be your boss, you know? Oh, dude, very, very empowering scene for me, by the way. Like, I felt fucking strong after, like, watching her do that shit. Yeah, I felt really good for her, too, because it's just something, and it, at that point in time, like, Jim wasn't, Jim wasn't back from Connecticut, you know, he was still, like, you know, he was still, like, with Karen, like, he didn't really want to be Pam's friend, like, it wasn't the same, even, you know, it was, it was always going to be different, of course, after the whole kiss thing, and uh, he left thing, it was always going to be different, but it never came back to what it needed to be, and, you know, at that point, she was just, like, she's, like, uh, she's, like, I miss your friendship, and that sucks, you know, she's, like, I can't even, she's, like, we can't even be friends, you know, and, um, and then when, of course, it shows, like in the next episode um the conversation that they had at the beach when she's you know trying to cool off her feet where she's um she's uh jim he was like i never really came back and she's just like i wish you would you know she's like she didn't want to be with him at that point in time she she did of course of course she did but she didn't want to be with him at that point in time she just wanted his friendship and that was okay for her yeah it just yeah i mean and that that was a strong friendship regardless of like feelings and stuff like they genuinely cared for each other so Mm -hmm. for him to come back and kind of just like snub her which again i understand if you love someone that hard and they didn't they didn't reciprocate that then like it would be hard to come back with a significant other and still try to be that person's friend as much as you might want want to but yeah it's just it's a uh, it's interesting it is an interesting concept and i really enjoyed that i mean that whole fucking shindig and then i do believe it was that episode as well where i think that episode was called like the job or something like that um where it's michael yes. karen and jim and they all go to um they all go to the corporate office to apply for 
what we figured out was Jan's job because she was getting her ass fired. <laughs> and um, there's two parts that I really love about that. The fact that Pam had put in Jim's sales reports that little memo that said, don't forget us when you're famous and put like one of those little gold metal yogurt lids yeah. on there. And like, he just kind of, and then, um, what's his name? Uh, David Wallace, which is like their manager. Um, he's like, and where do you see yourself in five years? And like, Jim has to like, think about it for a second. And then like, it shoots over back to Pam talking to the camera crew being like, you know, we just did never get the time right. You know, as long as he's happy, I hope he gets the job. He's totally qualified for it. And then all of a sudden Jim opens the door. He's like, Hey, are you free for dinner tonight? And she's just like, yes. He's like, all right, then it's a date. And then like, she just like looks back mm -hmm. at the camera with like wide eyes. And she's like, she's like teary eyed. And she's just like, I'm sorry. What was the question? Melts my fucking There's heart. There's so much every emotion. Time. Yeah, so much emotion. So much like energy in like a 15 second scene or whatever. Like it is, it's insane. I love it. Jim and, Jim and Pam are some of my favorite characters. Of course, Michael. I can't even get into Michael because that is its own podcast, I swear to God. Michael is uh, dude, I'm totally down. <laughs> dude, I am totally down to have like a three-parter to this office. Like, that's what we're going to do. I've already made the decision. Fuck you. We're doing this. We're doing three parts. So put this it, is part put one. Put it in the Thanks, book. Guys. Dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Michael is a hot fucking mess, dude. Oh, yeah. He is he is the best and the worst character of all time. Um, he is. Yeah. Let's not get on Michael too much, just because. Yeah, I'll keep talking about him. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll we'll get into Michael another time, but uh, just because. Yeah. I'll, I I I seriously like. I don't even want to shut up now, but I know it's gonna be too much. But um, yeah, we wanted <laughs> to talk about uh some of our favorite characters but i have michael jim pam uh kevin is another person i feel like i can't get into right now but um can we talk about aaron <laughs> how much i absolutely adore aaron yes because she is actually again i've only watched the office once all the way through so i'm re-watching it for the second time and i haven't got to aaron yet but i loved aaron so much on that show i loved aaron so much oh she's such a sweetheart so genuine the the last episode will kill you if you haven't seen it and it's um, I actually got so bored during during my quarantine that uh, I watched the final table read of the oh and and it's so beautiful. But uh, Angela Kenzie, who plays Angela Angela and Jenna Fisher, is sitting there and they're bawling their eyes out the entire time, which made me do so. But yeah, it's just that that Aaron's amazing. Aaron Aaron didn't deserve half the shit that happened to her. I love that woman. Um, I want to be best friends with her. And there is an episode where she uses the name Tabitha, which my name is never in anything. So I got very, very excited about that. You're talking about the episode where they're trying to get Saber to be crazy. She comes out of that tent being like, she's got like a hat on, some sunglasses. Yeah, she's, she's like, like hipster. Tabitha. She's like, hi, my name's Tabitha. She's like, I'm I'm first in line. I'm camping out first in line to get the Saber products. And then she like whips off like her like big old thick rim glasses. She's like, hey, hey, it's me. She's like, it's me. And she's like, I. She's like, we're trying to make it. She's like, there's people lining up behind me. And like, there's just like homeless people. She yeah. is just. She is so pure. She's so naive, but her naivety is so genuine. It's so genuine. It's like talking to like a child. And yeah. I mean, all of that kind of like all of that kind of stems from like her terrible ass childhood. Like there's one episode where 
um, she finds out that Andy was engaged engaged to Angela. Uh-huh. And so Michael takes her out to lunch or whatever. And like, she's like, she like starts putting her hair in her face and Michael's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, she's like, oh, she's like, you know, when I was little, she's like, my hair was my room. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, the poor thing is fucking traumatized. Yeah. And, but like, she oddly came out of it so great. Like she could have been like biggest asshole and she has such a bubbly personality and everything. Yeah. I love her so much. And, uh, that actually, if you don't mind, brings me to, um, who I hate the absolute most in this show, which is Gabe. Uh, fuck Gabe. I hate that man. He's a skeeve. He is, uh, just, I want to break him in half. Like, I, he, I cannot stand that man. He, he is almost as cringy as the episode Scott's Tots. I did not like him. Like, I feel, you know, to like a certain extent, like he kind of came in and kind of like almost took like the place, not like the place of, but almost was like correlated like with Toby, you know, like he was always like in the annex, like he wasn't really a part of anything yeah he's just like a, yeah he's just like a, yeah. you thought he was just gonna be like that dorky nerd dude that like sat there and watched anime all day like that's who you thought he was gonna be yeah and, uh, and again because i've only watched the office through once i know i hated him but i can't put on why i hate him like you know certain ones like you know seasons one through five like i'm pretty good with but and I fucking hated Gabe. Every time he was in a, every time he was in a goddamn episode, I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, somebody needs to get this guy out of his misery. You know, it was so bad. I'll tell you the first time I officially was like, fuck this guy is when he follows Aaron into the restroom. Yes. Oh, it was after they broke Aaron into the fucking bathroom to sit there and confront her about shit. And it, it makes my skin crawl. It makes my blood boil. And and I think it's just because there are dudes out there like that. That I mean, again, there's there's men like Jim that, that will, you know, respect what you want to do with your life and your love life and all that other stuff. And then there's people like Gabe that will sit there and manipulate the other you know people like andy and aaron and stuff and just just the fact that like she wanted to watch fucking wally and he was like oh we're gonna watch this killer robot thing as a as a compromise and it's like i I don't know i just felt like he took advantage of the relationship of how loving she was and how much like to where she was hiding in her car to eat lunch like it just it breaks my heart because again Aaron is so sweet and Gabe is so dark and disgusting and selfish. I don't like him. I feel like, and this is not fair to fair to him, but I know one day when we were talking about like our movies and stuff, and mm-hmm. when I mentioned the guy from the sacrament, like I cannot look at that man in the face without being disgusted. Oh, I feel the old like, guy, right? Yeah, I feel like Gabe okay. is the exact same way. Uh, in that, like, I can't watch him on other things without just being like, "You're a creep." <laughs> exactly and i and his like his mannerisms too like the way he smiles the way he does things like all like kind of like mousy and everything it's almost like a ploy for him to like prey on these people i mean and you don't really see it until like you know like when him and aaron get together you know it's like you don't realize how terrible a person he is until you see them together i mean everybody hates him of course but you don't see it as bad until he gets with aaron and then after that it's just you know you're just like holy shit how can you you know how can you be that kind of person how do you not real like how very unaware you are of yourself yeah yeah and And, uh, just uh, yeah again every single time he's in the show and like i love that everyone starts to like hate gabe (laughs) and like when he's in in tallahassee 
Like, they're like, we don't need you here. You need to go to Scranton. And then when he's in Scranton, they're like, we don't need you here. Go back to fucking Florida. Like, <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's because he is not, nobody likes him. And that's that's really unfortunate. But I mean, it's just what his character was made to be. And, you know, and I hope, yeah. I, I really hope that shit fuck him up on getting like any other roles because I'm sure he's a fantastic actor because he made us hate him. You know what I mean? He's great. Like, he's a great mm-hmm. actor. Oh, know. yeah. No, he's um, in stuff. Don't worry. I've seen him in stuff. <laughs> he's okay, in five. Like I said, that's the only time I've ever seen him. And I've only seen that, you know, that part of The Office like once. The person that I really hate is Andy. I really don't fucking like Andy. <laughs> like, you know, when you first meet him, he's just like one of those annoying, like, Cornell guys, you know, always Yeah, he's like a frat bro. He's like a frat bro. Yeah, he's just a fucking frat bro. And then he's super fucking annoying, like, with his, like, thing. Like, he's too much for me. And then I think the episode that fixed Andy was the one where Jim and Pam play a prank and they take his cell phone because he is... Yes. He called... So he called... Okay, so what happens just for people that maybe haven't seen it or anything? or just want to recap that episode they are really fucking tired of his bullshit like he's singing zombie like real like loud (laughs) zombie like that forever and and everybody's fucking hating it and then he calls his own cell phone because he apparently does like an acapella ringtone for his own phone he calls it with his office phone and just keeps going and they're like hey can you like shut that off you know like he's he's proud he's proud of it everybody's like oh cool shut it off but then like (laughs) they were like well fuck we fucking had it with this dude so they end up taking his phone and throwing it up into the ceiling and they end up calling the cell phone. And of course it's like, like with his acapella ringtone and he's trying to find his phone. And the first time it happens, he's like, where is my freaking phone? Like he starts to panic. And it, of course everything is like, you know, it stops. Everything's kind of normal again. He just can't find it. It's like, whatever pants is something else going on in that episode. And then it happens again. And he like stands up and he's like, okay, he's like, this is enough. He's like, because if this is a prank, it's like, it's not, funny and then, like he like screams and like punches the wall that right there set the tone for that character immediately yeah immediately uh, i believe pam says when they're checking out the wall i think we broke his brain <laughs> that's exactly what she says she's like i think we broke his brain and then his oh my god i fucking hate i hate andy so much and then even like in the later seasons like when he's the boss he leaves aaron he leaves aaron with like and like Give zero fucks. And again, that's not how Aaron should ever be treated. And no. to me, that's, and that's super unfortunate because, I mean, Andy, like at first, like when he tries to like hit on Angela, you know, like he's doing like everything for her. Like it's actually the Dunder Mifflin uh, Infinity episode where they're trying to get, Angela's trying to get all these ridiculous ideas from Michael in like 20 minutes before this fucking, you know, cyber party launches. And Andy, like, steals, like, an ice, what is it, like, an ice sculpture or whatever? He steals it, and Angela's like, wow, that was really kind of you, you know? Like, that's the Andy that I like right there, where, like, he tries as much as he can. But he, to me, I just hate him because, first of all, he's always like, I can't deal with it. That that pisses me off. Somebody's like that, I'm like, immediately, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I can't deal with that. I just can't deal with the fact that he is never, he's never in the present. He's always in his weird ass la la land where he can't be serious. But I think that also kind of has, um, indicates like what kind of person I am. Like I'm a very, I'm not like a reserved person, but I'm a very like, sit down, shut up. We're doing this. Stay with it. You know? And Andy is just like, oh, big tuna. I can't, I can't deal with it. I can't fucking deal well, with it. Well, I mean, think about when, uh. Dwight is recording the uh is recording the meeting while Michael's out and then Jim tries to do the prank on Dwight about Oh like, yeah. 
you know, all this stuff about what Dwight's doing. And then Andy just comes in and, and ruins it with the, I am now cutting Phyllis's head off with a chainsaw or whatever he says. Yeah, he just he reminds me of like every dude that graduated high school or college and can't shut up about how great those years were and how great he was back then in front of all the people that just don't see him as that great anymore and just can't shut up about um, the cool guy he used to be and still thinks he is. And then just always continue yeah, and- to, to one up. Even when he first starts, he's like, he's like, how I get to the top name repetition, this, that, and you know, whatever. So like, he, it's just like a constant, like he has to be like, and it's always the people that have to be liked that are the worst people in the room. They really are. And I think, too, what also kind of threw Andy, like, off the bus for me is because Michael, at one point in time, he says that he likes to be liked. Like, he needs to be liked. But then, like, Michael is tired of Andy. He's like, I don't like that guy. He just rubs me the wrong way. Like, I don't like him. He hides behind his office door to get away from him. And, like, yeah, the fact that you even one-upped on Michael about how annoying of a person you are is showing a lot. (laughs) It really is. It truly is. And... I don't know that that's just a huge thing that is a huge and I fucking I fucking hate Andy he gets okay from like like when he's like with like Angela kind of to like when he's like done with Angela he's okay and then like Aaron he's okay for like a split second and then he's just terrible again like he yeah he, he just has didn't a lot of ups me. and downs yeah he has a, he has a whole lot of ups and downs a lot because uh, I mean when I I love him I loved him as a character for so long just because of how goofy he was. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you don't, you don't think that those those exact people exist all the time, but they totally do. And uh, yeah, and and I, I love him sometimes just because I personally, his singing cracks me up. But um, but of course, if I if this was a real place and if I was working in that office, fuck that guy. Like I'm trying to work and your ringtone's bugging the shit out of me. Uh, you won't yeah. stop singing zombie and whatever the hell. <laughs> Washing your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But by the end, I definitely, I definitely was not an Andy fan towards the end anymore. But um, I want to go back and just mention an episode from, I think it was the first season, The Injury, which is oh one my of God. my all-time favorite episodes, which is, sucks to say because it's so early in the show. But is that yeah. uh, the bacon one? Yeah, where uh, cause <laughs> there's two injuries. Uh, the injury, I forgot about that one. I don't know why, but the injury I think of is when Dwight gets a concussion from trying to go save Michael. <gasps> oh my God, and he calls Pam, Pam. Yeah, and he like, oh my, and his Vietnam sounds, dude, at like the entire thing like when they're in the van together and I, I i won't go too much into it but yeah that whole i could watch that episode over and over and over again without any other episode i think and never get tired <laughs> oh my god i forgot i forgot i forgot that dwight had a concussion with that trying to get michael to the hospital yeah <laughs> and he was called that moon-faced kid by that guy in the wheelchair uh <laughs> which cracks oh me god. up Oh, man. I do want to bring these up real quick, too. Um, Will Ferrell episodes I loved. When I originally started watching The Office for the first time through, I actually stopped watching it because I didn't like the Will Ferrell episodes. However, I pushed through them, and I was glad that I did because... The Will Ferrell episodes were a very, uh, I think, a very dark time for uh, the show in general. Just because, like, Michael had just left. Nobody knew what the fuck was going to happen. 
This was before Saber. Like, it was just a hot fucking mess. And to me, it kind of scared me. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe people still watch this. But I mean, if I wouldn't, you know, if Will Ferrell wouldn't have been off of there, I can't even remember how he left. Like, I hated those episodes. Like, I didn't pay much attention to those episodes. But we would have never had, you know, uh, Saber come in uh, with her name. What's her name? Is it Kathy Bates? Yeah, um, I do want to slightly, I'm sorry, but uh, correct you. Saber did come in before Michael left. <gasps> oh, that's right. No, you're totally right. Okay. Okay, perfect. I'm so glad that you fixed that for me because, again, I've only seen The Office all the way through once. Thank you for fixing sure. that. Um, so, okay, so Kathy Bates was there before. That's okay. So yeah, that's right. So that's when Michael left. And then um, Will Ferrell came in. And then after Will Ferrell, it was Robert California, correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, because they were... Because, yeah, he was leaving, and, yeah, the only reason why I remember that it was before is because when Andy and Aaron try to sing that Sabre song, uh, Michael has to remind them it's Sabre, because they had just gotten corrected. And then, Uh, that's right, because Michael had opened the box or whatever for the printers, was that what it was? Was it the printers or something like that? Yeah, it was like, it was a printer, and it was all Gabe shit. (laughs) Exactly It was was. It was all of Gabe's stuff, and then they tried to put it back together. Uh, yeah, I I personally uh, loved the Will Ferrell episodes just because the fact that, first of all, you know, Steve Carell and Will Ferrell from Anchorman, they had been friends already for years, and it was fun to watch them interact together, just in another aspect of TV, movies, whatever. And I feel like everybody thinks that the Will Ferrell episodes are like five episodes. He's literally in like two episodes. Yeah, it's not more than three by any means. Like, he may be, like, yeah. mentioned in the third, but it's not bad. Yeah, and I and without the Will Ferrell episodes and him, like, trying to do the Michael Jordan dunk and hurting himself, um, we would not have been able to see um, Creed be the manager for a second because that was fucking pure comedy gold. Uh, Bo Body is my shit. <laughs> What he's trying to do, fucking acronyms or whatever. Fucking cracks me up. Oh, I love him. And he was that say what you will about the Will Ferrell episodes, but it brought you to the Creed manager episodes, which I absolutely adored. (laughs) And how much Will Ferrell like hated Jim and Pam (laughs) and their fucking baby. Like, I don't know. It cracked me up. He hated it. I don't want to hear about your baby. (laughs) So upfront about it, too. Oh, I thought oh I thought they were God. great. It was a fun little transition, and it was a, and because nobody actually knew like if Will was gonna stick around, so it was like, oh, are we just gonna get like another comedy genius to be to be this dip, dippy little dorky manager guy? And and they, I mean, yeah. yeah, when they finally went to Andy, they made I think they made a good jump to Andy because he it was a nice. It's like oh okay, like kind of middle ground. Like yeah, I guess it makes sense, you know. <laughs> Well, shit, they tried Dwight, but, like, Dwight fucking shot... <laughs> Did he shoot? I can't remember if he shot somebody or if he just shot something in the office. He shot the ground, but he, like, he almost shot fucking Andy. God damn it. That's right. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. I can't... I can't wait to, like... Like I said, I'm re-watching it again. Like, I fucking love this show. Like, I'm so glad I started watching it. But, like, there's certain things, like, at that point in time that I just can't remember. And, god damn it, that's so funny. 
But yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Creed was manager, Dwight was manager, and then it was Andy, right? Yep. From what I remember, and yeah. We haven't even, and we haven't even gotten into the whole, like, how much, like, I love Dwight part. Like, the whole yeah. Jim and Dwight thing. I think that's going to have to be, like, I think it's going to have to be, like, a Michael Dwight type of thing. Like, for Michael Dwight prank. Yes. Yeah, because it's so good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love Will Ferrell episodes. I think they're great. I think they're very fun. Um, uh, the one I, the actually, the manager or whatever I hated the most, I mean, Michael was still the manager, but, hit, uh, what was his fucking name? Is it Il- talking about, um, Idris Elba? I am. I hate him. I hate him in that show. <laughs> I am aware of the effect I have on women. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe he said that. I mean, he's he's a delicious motherfucker, like, to begin with. So I put him on there, and I was like, man, I was like, I'm not really sure how this is going to go out, but he is like an ass kisser to fucking David Wallace, and it's disgusting. Yeah. And how and much like, he hates he Jim. Just, he hates Jim. He won't let Michael have any fun, like, for his fucking anniversary party, dude. It's just, come on. Like... It makes me hate Idris Elba, but I love him. But it's like, I, I can't see that character. I get so mad because it's everything The Office has been for, for years. And then this guy comes in and like stomped all over it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I like I like that they kind of shook it up with him. You know, like I said, he's a delicious motherfucker. Like, I was really glad to see him in there. And I love that Angela was like swooning over somebody because like she has never really swooned over somebody before, you know? And yeah. to me, to me, that was fucking hysterical. And then of course, um, of course, Kelly, I, I want to like Kelly. She pulls some funny ass fucking shit with Ryan. Like whenever Ryan becomes, uh, whenever Ryan takes over, um, Jan's job and he comes yes. back all like fashionable and cute and everything. And she's like, well, uh, he's oh, like, is, uh, Ryan coming back today? Oh, like, <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's like, oh, in the, like that beautiful, like pink polka dot dress, like hair all yep. and she looks gorgeous. She's like, oh, is Ryan coming back? Like, and mm-hmm. then like when he comes back, she's like, hi, she's like, I want to, I want to know if we can talk privately about our relationship. And then Lauren's just like, okay. And like, they start talking and, uh, he's like, how you been? She's like, oh, good. She's like, I've been dating lots of guys, black guys, mostly. And- <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like he's like i can't he's like i was committed to our relationship like even karen like sent me a you know sent me an email like asking me out but like i was committed yeah. to our relationship which was fucked up because ryan did that to karen it wasn't the other way around and yeah um she's like well i hope you're still committed because i'm pregnant and then like it just like shoots over to like ryan's face and he's like fucking flabbergasted and then like, it shoots yeah. over to fucking kelly and she's just like sitting down like all gorgeous in that dress and she just starts shaking her head no and i was like you can't do that no yeah she is like a piece of shit but i love her so much she's so funny oh man yeah i <laughs> Kelly's awesome. Kelly, Kelly is like, they all kind of have a lot of bad and good, but Kelly's is like so, I don't know, typical mean girl type thing. Like, <laughs> I love yep. it. Oh man. Oh, God, Speaking of so much. Uh, I do actually, I, I'll, I'll bring up my Mindy Kaling thing real quick, just cause we're talking. Mindy Kaling, who plays Kelly, um, is also a writer on the show and has, is, is my absolute, when you find out all the, I only have a couple written down that she actually wrote. And there's other people that, of course, revise and fix and everything when someone's writing. She wrote um, the Dundies episode. Did she, she wrote, really? Yeah. She wrote the wedding episode for Jim and Pam. She wrote oh. the injury. She uh, she wrote amazing things. And she wrote oh one God. of my 
one of my favorite Dwight Schrute lines, which is when uh when someone defaced well when Pam defaced the bathroom, like had made a remark or what had written on the bathroom wall, and Dwight <laughs> says, "If you cannot behave like ladies, then you will not have a ladies' room." Cracked me up <laughs> so much, uh, and uh, she actually wrote that line. And uh, I, I give her, people give Mindy Kaling a lot of shit and say say she's not funny. And also on my other obsessive show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, she came on for one of the newer seasons. And people were giving her a lot of shit. Yeah, and it's like, dude, this woman has got some fucking chops, dude. She she makes some good fucking TV. And she, but. um, there was something, there was something that I had originally watched. I think it was like how the people became on the show, and her and her best friend had actually, um, they actually had like a YouTube channel, like a small show like by themselves and then they found her that way if i remember correctly which i thought was really cool because i i mean a lot of these people i mean steve carell you know who that is but you don't know much any any other people right everybody else were like newbies like and that actually brings me to another thing uh phyllis she was not she was not picked to be on that show whatsoever she was like she was just supposed to be like a background type person because you can see in the first season if you look in like their meetings and stuff it's not everybody in the meeting it's like it's like you know bj novak and Jenna Fisher, John Krasinski, Rain Wilson, all the main like four or five. And then there's just a bunch of background people that you don't ever see them. Phyllis was just supposed to be one of those. She just worked there. And she, yeah, she somehow just got on to, she just got lines. And then all of a sudden she got her own backstory and everything. So like Phyllis in the, in the main writing process was not seen as a, as a person at all. And then um, her career just grew because of, she's just fucking funny. (laughs) Damn it. She's funny as hell. There is a couple of times that Phyllis has fucking cracked me up. I think it's when, um, who I think it's like when Dwight or something like that was going to be the manager at one point in time. And then like all of a sudden, like he's like, well, Dwight, he's like making a whole bunch of rules. And then like people are super pissed and they're, you know, talking, you know, to the cameras and everything. And all of a sudden it's just Phyllis and she's like, maybe I'll quit. Like, <laughs> yes. And that's, and that's oh my God. That's my, like every time I get mad at work, I'm like, I always think of that scene, like with Phyllis, like in my head, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm a quit. Like, <laughs> Yes, actually, that that uh, maybe I'll quit. And also, when they all have to like the construction guys are taking up the parking lot, so they have to park like down the road and they have to walk to the building. <laughs> yeah. And Kevin's like sitting there, like massaging his feet on the sidewalk or whatever. He's like, he's like, I'll quit. I swear to God, I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it! The show is so fucking funny. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, that that's the whole thing too. Is like we're, we tried to fit this all in one podcast but we're not going to be able to because there's just too much damn good stuff to talk about um there is but yeah um, um yeah I, I'd, like, I'd like to make a quick note there we are watching um there is the Dunder Mifflin Infinity episode and it's an hour-long episode and I keep forgetting that that's why it's so fucking long and that's why I remember so much of it it's because we just watched it um I've been, I've been watching it with eric and eric i mean eric said that um in one of his classes in school he said that they had watched like the first couple seasons of the office to show how not to be a boss like in specific because of steve carell you know and my mm-hmm. and um so he had seen some of the episodes um but of course he's watching it with me again and he 
fucking this that goddamn episode where um it's Dunder Mifflin Infinity, so Ryan's trying to bring in like you know the computer thing where you know people can order the paper online without calling anybody, and Michael gets really mad and he starts doing like his like ageism thing, you know, and he's like, I'm gonna go get more customers and shit. So or he's like, I'm gonna go get mm-hmm. back on people. He gets like those gift baskets and stuff like that, and then they end up driving into a fucking lake because Michael like refuses <laughs> to listen to or he refuses to like think for himself. He just follows the GPS into the fucking lake. Him and Dwight walk back to the place where they had just dropped off like one of the gift baskets with all the good shit and like drops the gift basket back (laughs) and Michael starts freaking out and he's like He's like, wait, we're he's like, we're missing something. He's like, the bag's open, we're missing something. And so like he's like looking at it, he's like, what's missing? He's like, got that, got that, got that. He's like, the turtles. He's like, where's the turtles? And the client is trying to like be like, he's like, I ate it, you know? And then he's just mm-hmm. like, Where are the turtles? <laughs> like, dude, he's so mad. And Eric fucking laughed so hard. And he's like, <laughs> going on he's like why is he so mad about the turtles oh my god oh man yeah that's really good anytime yeah he gets really pissed is my favorite anytime steve Carell is wet it cracks me up because when he falls into that fucking uh oh so good fucking oh Jim man even trying to help him at all he just gets yeah dude he just stepped back that's an that's another jim's a dick moment like <laughs> oh my god Oh man, yeah, that's this so fucking good. Show cracks me up. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're finally Ugh. watching it. I don't care how long and it took you. I'm, You've I'm, seen it now. It's great. Uh, yeah, and I was, I'm so, I was so happy that I did that because it's the show is completely worth it. Like it's almost like a Roseanne binge. You know what I mean? Where, um, mm-hmm. yeah, shit, we should make a podcast about Roseanne too. We could totally oh, talk hell about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, to be quite honest, like this show has, this show has like changed my life. Like a lot of the times, like during like any sort of my conversation. I say a lot more of that's what she said and I'm so mad about it because because I feel like Jan at that one point in time where they kind of get together you know she's like it's just so hard and she's just like that's what she said and she's just like oh my god like she can't handle it mm-hmm. <laughs> she can't handle yeah, that she it, like Michael like rubs off on her yep I yeah that's so great oh yeah I do at a point maybe we'll do it on another podcast but uh, I do want to talk about the down spiral that is Jan Levinson. Oh, and yes, please. Yeah, how she went from very professional to dating Michael and losing her goddamn sanity. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, because that's, that's a whole fucking can of worms, dude. Oh, my God, poor Jan. Like, and to be quite honest, like, I like Jan when I first met her because she's just, you know, working. She's tired of Michael's shit. That's just about everybody. She's tired of Michael's shit. But then, like, she gets fucking insane. And I think I think the episode that I really hated the most where uh, they have, they go to sign, like, the love contract or whatever when they go to, uh, <laughs> yeah. is it, like, a retirement party or something? Or, like, I think it was a Christmas party. I think that's what it was. She, like, she just, she can't handle Michael, like, at all. But she's she's already having issues to begin with. And that, I think, just throws Jan into, like, a whole other dimension. And then it becomes, like... Oh fuck! I can't. We're gonna have to wait for that for another podcast because that'll that'll take up an entire goddamn podcast. Yeah, Jan's storyline alone is so funny and so insane, and just that poor woman. It's so fucking funny. But also at a point you're like, now I, I you know, you don't always feel for her, but sometimes you're just like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, Jesus Christ, Michael, and I'm like, oh my god, Jan, like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's so funny. 
But, um, yeah, there's a couple more things I want to mention just because, well, one we touched on earlier when uh, the casino episode, when they're, like, really crying and stuff, and, like, you, you can just tell, is, uh, do you remember when um, everyone starts finding out that Jim had a crush on Pam, and it's, yeah, like, going around? Yeah, said something. Yeah, because uh, he can't keep his goddamn mouth shut. Yeah. Um, he's trying to be best friends with with Jim and when they're in the break room and he like turns to Pam and she's about ready to walk out of the break room and she and he's like uh hey and just so you know uh that was so long ago you know I'm totally over it and you can see her just like walk out she's like deflated yeah she like you can like I feel like I watched the blood leave her face (laughs) you know yeah but in the commentary Jenna Fisher mentions she's like once I left that room she goes, I straight up cried for a half, like, 30 minutes. Like, couldn't contain myself. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, it crushes you even more, because, like, I don't, they they genuinely felt for these characters, and I think that's what made the show so great, is they, they, they really wrap themselves up in it. And, yeah, like, people had to, like, come up and console her, because she, like, her, her heart was fucking broken. Yeah, that but here, here's a yeah, here's a fun one to make you laugh though. But I cannot remember the episode. But they're in in the first like one of the first three seasons. I'll have to remember the episode. Once I see it, I'll know. But like we all know, it's like a mockumentary documentary thing. But yeah. uh, like they always they always make a point to like not show other cameras. Like you you can tell they have different shots of people, but you never actually see the other cameras. And there's a point. I've got to find this because I think you'll love it. But in the commentary, they mentioned it. And now I can't stop looking at it. But they're in the conference room at one point, And you can see a shadow of a cameraman, like, moving. <laughs> and I love every time Every time they're, they're in the middle of talking about it, I just remember it. Like, they're having the scene. And I'll remember it and look out the door. And you can just see this little shadow of a cameraman. Because... <laughs> lights and shit and it uh yeah and i love it and it's great um man yeah and so th- it's fun and go ahead how many holes you know because there's so many camera people in that little ass space and this is for any show but think about how many times that like you know maybe like a like a sound or like a um like a microphone boom or anything like that it like randomly come into play or you know what i mean like that's just a hot fucking mess like i couldn't imagine yeah right and they did it like like they did a really good job of the documentary thing but you and of course i don't know anything about film but it just seems weird that like we can there's so many shots in between like some blinds behind a window where they just kind of zoom in to where you can see everybody and then you'll see from the other side and there's no camera over there <laughs> like so that kind of bugs me but i mean you got to do what you got to do everything's got to look neat and clean but it would be i think it'd be kind of funny if they threw like a character or a camera guy in there or one or two not towards the end where that boom guy was just like consoling Pam because fuck that guy. Yeah, um, I, um, that guy had ill intentions. Don't get me wrong. Yes, because so and that's that's what makes the situation bad. However, at that point in time, Pam and Jim were like not really like okay. So I think she needed that person. But what's unfortunate is that his actions were ill-willed. You know what I mean? But then what makes me really mad was that, like, Pam was just, like, really upset. And she thought that, like, he was just being kind to her, like, trying to, like, console her. And then Jim finds out, because Pam doesn't think of it as, like, any other different way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But But then Jim finds it so fucking appalling 
But I'm like, you yeah. know, like, and I'm not saying because I like, I like that whole aspect because we knew that Jim and Pam were like, they were fucking tight. You know what I mean? Even from the beginning, like even like when Karen was around, they were always tight. But mm. that was where I started to get really fucking nervous because I was like, holy shit, like, are they going to like not make it? I think the best thing that they could have done for Jim and Pam at that time when, you know, they were really not thinking like Jim wanted to go back to Philly and he ended up staying. He ended up staying back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I wish what really made me mad was that Jim got mad at that guy. But I guess I've seen it more from like Je- uh, like Pam's perspective, like Jenna's perspective, where it's just like she just needed somebody to like console her. It wasn't, you know, for her, it wasn't anything like it wasn't anything ill willed, you know, or like with bad intentions because she needed that. But the fucking the, the sound guy was just being an asshole. You know, he was being a little more he had some other intentions, which really made me mad. Yeah, I didn't like it because especially because it seemed like they started out as two couples that had become friends and then his his relationship had fell off and wasn't working and then all of a sudden it seemed like he did cater more to Pam's feelings and stuff all of a sudden and of course we don't get to see it until it gets weird and uncomfortable. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's what sucks too. That's something I would like to see from that aspect as well, because I mean, again, like for those, and I kind of forgot about it, that they were actually doing a TV show, like their whole life was on a TV show. You forget. Yeah. And you know, at the, you know, one of the last, you know, the, one of the, the last season was where we kind of got that back and I was like, Oh shit. You know, I was like, now I see why this is so extra bad. You know, now I understand why this is, I don't know. Yeah. And mainly when he, because yeah, he, as, as much friends as you guys are, like she was genuinely upset after that argument with Jim on the phone. And then he like literally told the camera guys like, stop filming. Like that wasn't in his place to do so. He was at work. She was at work. Like for you to take the time to stop a film, uh, someone filming after you know, 10 years of this and stopping because, because of your ill intentions to kind of get that one up of like, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You and your husband are mad at each other, but I'm here for you. Drove me nuts. Yeah. And that, and that was, that's bad juju. That's just terrible, bad juju. And that's what I didn't like about it. What sucked is that like, yeah, that, like I just said, like the, the whole thing that sucked is that like Pam was just like legitimately upset and like, at first I was like, oh, like, this is cool. But then it was like, oh, they're going to go on a double date. But like, the, the guy doesn't have a girlfriend. Like, it was really fucking weird. And I was like, son of a bitch, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jim got all this information, like, thrown at him. Like, he was like, where's where's your whatever her name is? And then he was like, oh, actually, it's not working out. We're breaking. We broke up. And then it's all of a sudden, like, how are you? You know, you were crying. And he's like, oh, you were crying? You were upset? Like, what's going on? I'm your husband. Why does he know about it? And I don't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's where, and, you know, even, like, in real life, I feel like that's where, like, the bad shit starts to happen if somebody doesn't make the right fucking decision, you know. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm really glad that, I don't know, that's just a hot mess. And I wanted it to be, I wanted that situation to be pure for Pam, you know what I mean? Because you could see it in her eyes, like, she's had it, she's had enough, like, she doesn't know what to do. And I just wanted it to, I wanted it to be as pure as possible for Pam because she was so upset. You know, I wanted somebody to console mm-hmm. her, and I'm glad he did, but it just came with bad intentions and that maybe that pissed me off more than anything yeah yeah but also it it i completely agree but it was also kind of nice to watch um as fairy tale as you think jim and pam are once they're finally together it was nice to see some some realness to it 
exactly of like this isn't like i mean it is just tv but it it was it there was a lot more realism to it like it's not just all fucking it's not a fucking cakewalk just because they finally got together they've been married they have children like no there's still actual problems yep exactly and that's and i'm really glad that they did that too because again like it was you know it was so comforting to have jim and pam be just normal and you knew they were there all the time you knew they were okay and then all of a sudden it was like hey i want to try something different and then it was like oh my god are they gonna make it you know right yeah the normalcy of them just being at the office and stuff it it wasn't it wasn't anymore so to watch it all just kind of what you think is just gonna unfold it's like oh yeah not everyone does end up together like you kind of get that you remember like oh yeah reality can be be part of this and stuff and it's it's not going to be all, you know, wedding bells and happily ever after. It's there's there's real problems. Absolutely. And yeah, I'm really I'm glad that we I'm glad that we had that conversation because that I don't know, that's to me that's I don't know, that whole situation was just it the whole situation was fucked up, you know what I mean? And it was just it was so it was so sad to watch and I'm glad that somebody else like kind of felt the same way. Right. Well, and you see so many times in television of like this whole happily ever after shit and and I think a lot of people whether it you know, people that are married or whatever, you know, you get into these, you see everybody on TV and you're like, well, they're happy. These people are happy. This, this one was written, you know, very happy and how they overcame all these odds and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's kind of nice to see your own self thrown back in your face. Like other people deal with this shit too. It's, it's not, your marriage isn't crumbling. You know, you guys are just, we're just going through a hard time, just like everyone else does. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was good. Yeah, dude, we got fucking deep. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And there's at least two more episodes for this. And I think we just made another, like, I think we just made like another uh, podcast episode subject for like just Roseanne in general, because. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and don't forget, we, we will go back to movies eventually. I was looking at my notes before we started and yeah, there is a few more things on movies that I don't think we ever got to. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome because I'm totally down for that. And music too. I know that we want to do something with music, and I think that's what we had planned for this next podcast or so. But shit got all fucked up, and you know things happen. Yeah, life got in the way, and then we got busy, and then we kind of just scrambled. And luckily, the office is something I, we could both talk about for days. So. Oh yeah. So this is, this is perfect. And then hopefully by the next time we do another podcast, we'll have those microphones and hopefully that'll help. Yes. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. Cause that, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about those. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we'll be fancy and almost professional. Well, is there anything else you need to add at the end of this? Uh, no, I guess just wait for the office part two and three at some point in time. Yeah. We'll, we'll indulge in some Michael and Dwight and yes i can't wait michael's love life is very interesting to me so oh, I'm jesus very excited to talk about that <laughs> that's what she said uh, nice to meet me <laughs> um, oh, yeah, um, for anybody still listening uh please like if you guys have watched the office or if you guys want us to watch a series or something like that and like talk about it that's pretty cool oh that'd be cool and then um, if you guys have watched The Office, which I know some of you guys do, I just don't know if you guys listen this far, of course. Um, but uh, let us know what your favorite episodes are, something that you guys want to hear us talk about, because that'll help That'll help tremendously and just more more conversations we can have. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we'll talk about fucking anything. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> it seems like every podcast we get three new podcast ideas. So this is great. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. All yeah, right, my dude. dude. 
Well, I'm going to go have my dinner because i got to be up at work at 3 o'clock in the morning because I'm essential. So Yes, I am about to head to work just to grab my check, get Hell some yeah. money. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right, dude. Well, All right. I love you so much. I love you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>